Hey everybody and welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of The Rugby Report, your weekly recap and preview podcast of all things rugby. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt and this week we'll cover some of the last international test matches before the World Cup next month. And of course, we'll recap Round 3 and look ahead to Round 4 in the Bunnings NPC action in New Zealand. But we will start in Ireland, where the Irish hosted England in what has historically been a tough matchup for both teams. But this weekend, well, not so much. England got a penalty early, but Ireland responded with two tries to bookend the first half and took a 12-3 lead into the break. In the second half, former Kiwi James Lowe broke away on the outside and basically walked in for Ireland's third try. Then Hansen did the same on the other side of the field for the fourth. England finally crossed the try line with less than 10 minutes to play, but Ireland responded immediately with yet another try on the outside. In the end, England's woes continue as they prepare for the World Cup, but in this game, Ireland may have shown the whole world a critical weakness in England's defense and a game plan to beat them. England needs to find a way to defend their sidelines if they have any chance next month. Full-time score in this one, Ireland 29, England 10. And it really wasn't ever that close. In other action, South Africa crushed Wales 52-16, Italy similarly embarrassed Romania 57-7, and France took down Fiji 34-17. Turning now to the land of Kiwis and the nicest people on the planet, New Zealand's ridiculously exciting week of NPC action began on Wednesday night, which, as always, is technically the end of round two, as the Hawks Bay Magpies hosted the nearby Waikato Mulus. Notably, Cortez Ratama did not start, and in fact did not play for the Mulus in this game, which kept the game from what could have been its most interesting matchup. But the Mulus didn't seem to miss Ratama early, as they opened up an 8-0 lead and took a somewhat commanding 22-7 lead into the break. The Magpies began the second half with a controversial try, but the Mulus shrugged it off and simply scored again to extend their lead, and just like that, it was 32-14 Mulus. But once again, back came the Magpies. And with just five minutes to play, it was just a four-point game. And then, with barely two minutes to play, Tim Farrell barreled across the try line and gave the Magpies their first lead of the game with a try that registered on the Richter scale in Napier. And that is how it unbelievably ended. Full-time score, the Hawks Bay Magpies, the Comeback Kids, the Cardiac Attack Kings of 2023-35, and the stunned Waikato Mulus, 32. Friday's action began as the county's Manukau Steelers hosted the Bay of Plenty Steamers, and folks... I hope you weren't late to this game, because it started at full speed. Both teams were coming off games that came down to the last second, but the Steamers won theirs, while the Steelers were upset at the buzzer. And they were not in the mood to let that happen again. Both teams came out racing, both teams scored early. In fact, it was 7-5 Steamers before the end of the third minute. But it was the county's Manukau Steelers who scored repeatedly early on, and in less time than it takes to run and get some chips, it was 26-7 Steelers. And we're not even 12 minutes into the game yet. 
It was the best start to any game for the Steelers since 1993. The game finally settled in a bit, but the Steelers still took a comfortable 29-14 lead into the break. After regrouping at halftime, it was the Steamers who came out swinging, scoring on their first possession and making it just a 10-point game. But the Steelers shut the door on the Steamers' offense after that, and the full-time score, after a frankly frenetic opening, was County's 32, Bay of Plenty, 19. Saturday's action began with the Battle of the Bridge, as North Harbor hosted Auckland in a game that I correctly predicted, but I didn't see as the blowout that it became. Harbor played tough in this game and took an early 6-0 lead, but where Harbor was scoring penalties, Auckland was scoring tries. And when they started doing that, what was 6-0 Harbor became 22-6 Auckland in what felt like no time at all. In the second half, Harbor did manage to score, but not until Auckland was well and truly in charge of this game. Credit to both teams for playing an impressively clean game in nasty conditions, but ultimately, Auckland dominated this game and easily notched their second win of the season. Full-time score, North Harbor 23, Auckland 43. Next up, we'll travel down to Wet Wellington, where the Southland Stags entered the Lion's Den in a Ranfurly Shield game that, much as I love Southland, was never in doubt. Once again, Southland didn't play badly, but they were simply no match for the defending champs. The try of the game goes to Connor Garden Batchup, whose impressively acrobatic score in the second half was the exclamation mark on yet another impressive win for the Lions. Full-time score, Wellington 39, Southland 17. We'll hop over to the South Island for the next game, where a 2-0 Canterbury hosted the 0-2 Manawatu Turbos. And just like the Wellington game, it didn't take an advanced degree in rugby to predict the outcome of this one. That said, the Turbos came to Christchurch determined to make a game of it, and early on, they did. After both teams missed chances for what should have been easy tries, the Turbos struck first and took a 5-0 lead. But once again, that now infamous lack of defensive prowess for the propeller heads showed through, and Canterbury was all too happy to take advantage. And that's how 5-0 Turbos became 28-5 Canterbury at the half. The second half was better for the Turbos, on offense anyway, but you kind of got the feeling that Canterbury didn't particularly care if they let the Turbo score a couple of times while they were on their way to racking up 68 points. In the end, it was a blowout win for the boys in Crimson and Black. The full-time score was Canterbury 68, Monowa 2, 26. Ouch. Turbos fans, you deserve better. But until your team figures out how to play better defense... I just don't see how this is going to get better anytime soon. Finally, on Saturday, the 0-1-1 Northland Tanifa hosted the 2-0 Tasman Mako in a game that I just plain got wrong. But in fairness to me, I had company. On paper, this game should have easily belonged to the Mako men. But from the opening kick, Northland was aggressive and opportunistic on offense and simply inspired and overpowering on defense. Frankly, the Mako were lucky to head into the break only trailing by 10, 15-5. But in the second half, 
Despite the impressive amount of moisture falling from the sky, it was just clearly not a good night for the fish. The Northland defense was insane, holding a good Mako offense to just five points all night. And on offense, again, Northland was just aggressive and opportunistic and rang up the Mako for 32 points. This game was a statement for Northland and a warning for Tasman. Full-time score, Northland 32, Tasman 5. Sunday's action began with the game of the year so far. And I have only four words to say about that. I told you so. On last week's podcast, I told you that when Hawks Bay and Otago play, nothing matters. Records, statistics, nothing matters when these two teams play. Anything can happen. And in this game, oh boy, did something happen. The game began as I predicted it would, as a back-and-forth battle between two teams that always play well against each other. They traded tries throughout the first half, but it was two late tries by the Magpies that gave Hawks Bay the 26-12 halftime lead. In the second half, it started to look like the Magpies were going to dominate the boys in blue. Future Highlanders superstar Falau Fakatava played exceptionally well, but it was Devin Flanders in the 8 jersey who scored a pair of tries and an amazing assist who got my attention. But just when you thought Otago was dead, back they came. They chipped away, and chipped away, and chipped away at the lead. But the Magpies still led by nine, with just over five minutes to play. A kick made that a six-point game with only 90 seconds. But once again, Otago would not go away. But they turned the ball over with 30 seconds to play, and suddenly it looks like the Magpies will survive. But no! Otago get the ball back again! And in extra time, they drive almost 90 meters of the field, and incredibly, Finn Hurley kicks it ahead, and Bella kind of downs the ball over the try line, and suddenly, it's a one-point game with a conversion kick to come. The crowd gets loud, and Hurley gives it all he has. But the ball pushes just to the left of the post, and incredibly, Hawks Bay holds on again and ekes out a one-point win. Full-time score, Hawks Bay 33, Otago 32, and folks, I need oxygen. Wow! Finally, this weekend, the Waikato Mulus, coming off a midweek shocker in Hawks Bay, returned home to face a vastly improved Taranaki Bulls team. And I am finally ready to say it, folks. The Bulls are back. But they're playing the Mulus in Hamilton. And it was not easy. It was a low-scoring battle in the first half, but Taranaki scored at the buzzer before the break and took a 12-5 lead into the sheds. In the second half, well... Taranaki is just playing radically better rugby this season, and it showed. Future superstar Kenny Naholo was everywhere in this game for the Bulls, making a key defensive stop on the try line in the first half and scoring a pair of tries on the outside on offense. But make no mistake about it, folks, this was a team effort by the Taranaki Bulls, and they simply dismantled the Mulus in the second half. Full-time score, Waikato 17, Taranaki 29. 
Checking in on my predictions now, I was 11-2 coming into the week, and this week I was 6-2, bringing me to 17-4 for the season so far. Looking ahead now, Round 3's extra game on Wednesday night will take place in Wellington, where the Lions will once again defend the Ranfurly Shield against the Tasman Mako. The Mako are coming off a game where they were shell-shocked, while the Lions cruised past the Stags, But this game won't be like either of those. These two teams are far more evenly matched, and I can easily see this game being a preview of a postseason matchup later this year. Will the Mako tame the Lions, or will the Lions squish the fish? I think this game might be a lot closer than some think, but until the Lions lose, I'm going to have real trouble picking against them. And well, they haven't lost yet, and I don't think they will here. Wellington wins. Round four begins on Friday night when the Manawatu Turbos host the Northland Tanifa. The Tanifa are coming off a big win against the Mako, where the Turbos are once again seeking their first win since 2021. The Turbos can score, and that's obviously important. But again, until they learn how to stop the other team from scoring, they will struggle. And I expect they will again here. Northland wins. Saturday's action begins when Auckland welcomes the 2023 Cardiac Kids to town. I am, of course, referring to the Hawks Bay Magpies, who come into the game 4-0, but who could just as easily be 1-3. This is a tough game to predict. Auckland is coming off an impressive win against North Harbor, but they also struggled a couple of weeks back against the Mako. Hawks Bay, conversely, seems to be struggling with everyone, but somehow always manages to come out on top. My brain tells me that Auckland finds a way to win this one at home, but my heart tells me that Hawks Bay may be starting to believe that they're always going to find a way through. And a team that truly believes that often finds a way to make it happen. I may regret this, but I'm going to go with the Magpies. Hawks Bay wins. Next up, the resurgent Believables return to Taranaki to host the nearby Bay of Plenty steamers. The steamers will be steamed after having gotten steamrolled by the Steelers last week. But will that be enough to overcome this vastly improved Taranaki squad? No, it won't. I still love Bay of Plenty and love watching them play. But the Bulls have, for the moment, converted me. And I think their stampede will continue this week at home. Taranaki wins. Finally on Saturday, one of the big regional matchups in the league as Otago hosts Southland. Otago is coming off a disappointing last-second loss after a miraculous comeback in Napier, while the Stags were basically lion chow in Wellington. This is another game that is often a good one and a chance for both teams to right their ships and get back into the competition. But I think Otago is in a slightly better position to do that, and they'll be at home. So, Otago wins. Sunday's action begins with what is easily the game of the week in Canterbury. It is also almost certainly a postseason preview game, if not a grand final preview, as Canterbury welcomes the Wellington Lions to town. I don't know what to say about this game other than to clear your calendar and get your popcorn ready, because this should be good. 
I have no idea who to predict, honestly, but I have to pick someone. So I will once again go with my heart and not my head and say that Wellington somehow finds a way to win this game. Wellington wins. Next up, Tasman welcomes North Harbor. Both of these teams are coming off of disappointing losses, losses where neither team played to their potential. Will the Harbor Masters bounce back and right their ship? Or will the Mako take a bite out of the hibiscus? It'll be the latter, folks. Tasman gets healthy at home, and they win this game. And finally, on Sunday, the stunned and confused Waikato Mulus welcome the aggressive and surprising County's Manukau Steelers to town in a game that I predict will set the direction for the winner for the rest of 2023. Are the Steelers really on their way to their best season in more than a generation? Or are the Mulus going to finally return to form? This is yet another game that seemed like it would be easy to predict a few weeks ago. But now? Well, not so much. Still, I do have to choose someone. And I've already gone with my heart twice this week. So this time I'm going to go with my head and say that the Steelers are in fact the real deal in 2023 and that they will go into Hamilton and upset the Mulus. Counties, somehow, wins this game. Round 4 will end next week when Auckland hosts the Turbos, and while I'll formally predict it next week, I'll just stay right here that I think Auckland is going to win that game. And that's it, folks. That's all the more time we have for Season 3, Episode 4 of the Rugby Report. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and tell all of your rugby friends about our show. Until next time, remember, talk is cheap. Well, you know, unless you're talking to my lawyer. See you next time. This episode of the Rugby Report is the 2023 copyrighted property of Narratives LLC. It is intended for the free, private, and non-commercial use of its listeners only and may not be rebroadcast or retransmitted either in whole or part without written permission. Please email info at narrativesllc.com for more information.